1: 10th of February, 2022. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from uh, from Weights and Biases, located in San Francisco. Dave is the lead SEO of uh, Weights and Biases. And even, it's really cool having done this show over so many years, announcing our own career changes. Yeah. Dave, uh, congratulations. You are the lead SEO of... Um, I, I've known there was um, changes happening in your career, and I've purposefully mm-hmm. not asked you a lot about them because I didn't want to say something dumb. We do we do our show live to podcast, so had I known something, I might have said something. But now you're saying it out loud. What's up? What's happening? You're the lead SEO at Weights and Biases. Um, what's Weights and Biases?
2: Um, they're a uh, machine learning operations company. So basically they, they build the tools and regular listeners won't be surprised that this is an area I'm interested in. Um, they build the tools, um, that machine learning engineers use to train models. Um, so, you know, tracking hyper parameters, um, you know, visualizing, you know, just visualizing their models, helping with reproducibility by like tracking and, and logging runs so that, if something went well once, but that person's on holiday or has quit the company, you can easily go back and, and figure out what's going on outside of spreadsheets and um, things like that. So it's a lot of fun for me, and I get to read a lot of obviously interesting, interesting information. I you like know, being uh, being their SEO. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it was a good time. I, I've worked for I worked for them for about uh, nine months ahead of that as a contractor, um, and then uh, yeah, they uh, they just. Made me an offer I didn't want to refuse.
1: Congratulations. That's wonderful. It's going to take me, um, you know, it might take a couple of uh, intros or exits to get it right. But Dave Davies, lead SEO at uh, Weights and Biases, man, congratulations. And uh, it's an exciting, exciting uh, chapter in uh, not, not only in your career, but in your just overall personal learning arc. Yeah, um, that's just really, really, really freaking cool.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Another really, really, really cool milestone uh, career, career thing. Uh, Barry Schwartz, uh, we've got to get this out of the way early <laughs> and often. Um, Barry Schwartz hit a milestone that I, I don't know if anybody else will ever achieve this. But earlier this week, Barry published his 30,000th, 30, 30,000th. 30, article in uh, Search Engine Roundtable. That's crazy. And the, admittedly, um, at least 18,000 of them are about Google updates. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's untrue. But 30,000 pieces published over, over a uh, 22-year career or something? Yeah. That's mind-bending. Um, it is. I
2: think the only thing that eclipses it is the number of times we've referenced him on our show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Quite probably, but the cool, the neat thing is Barry publishes in a couple other places too. Uh, Search engine, uh, Search Engine Land is an example. He's published um, at least a thousand pieces there, and he had published at Search Engine Watch before it. Um, possibly another thousand there at some. Just, again, a phenomenal contribution to the, to the community. We, we we mentioned his name over and over and over again, but there's a reason his name is mentioned over and over and over again. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations, and thank you, Barry. Thank you so much. So it's been a long two years. It's um, <coughs> been a uh, hard two years for, for, for business, um, but it's been a good two years for the business of SEO, apparently. <laughs> Uh, Joe Hall put a, a Twitter poll out asking people in the in the SEO community um, how the pandemic has um, has changed uh, business has has brought or or hurt business and um 614 or 614 people responded 83% said it's been uh, brought more business and um, I don't know but 17% said it's uh uh, uh, uh brought less um definitely maybe I'm, i hate to say it but i know it's not, i've noticed that big time
2: yeah so have i and it's interesting when you look at those stats and it's like oh i guess about 18 or 16.8 percent of our sector specializes in like restaurants and events <laughs> like, which would, would make sense, but it's like, yeah, there's very specific local things that I'm like, yeah, you probably got devastated, right? Yeah. Like where you, you would think you the industry you serve got devastated. So you in turn got devastated. Um, you know, you work as an SEO for airlines, right? Or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, the, the rest of us, like people in e and things like that
1: fares very well. I remember yeah. at the at the very beginning it was incredibly disruptive. Um there was a couple of weeks where I think most people were wondering what was going to happen next, if they were gonna have clients, if their yeah. clients were gonna remain in business or what have you. Um I lost a bunch of clients at the beginning. Um like like you said, they yeah. they 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 serve specific sectors that um uh were just got hammered, uh tourism and travel, um local uh but in the long run, I've um, had a very mellow pandemic. Is when it comes to, uh, or not mellow, but uh, I've had a very busy pandemic. But but I haven't been worried uh, financially during it.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of the interesting things, and it does make sense. Like when you think about sort of what we do, and all of us, I think, spent the first couple months panicked, mm-hmm. right? Like just sort of like I don't know what's going on, and you know, like I had a lot of clients in travel, right? <laughs> like it was like. Oh, okay. This is this is a thing, um, and, and and fortunately that storm got weathered. And then once you get through that, it's all of a sudden like, oh, okay. Like actually, there's there's more coming in than I can handle. And those friends of mine who are like complaining about how bored they are, making puzzles on CERB, they're irritating me now <laughs> because I've got too much to do, um, and there's just too much demand and. It's one of those, and I'm sure you remember it. And and, and hopefully, I wish you know those sixteen point eight had had been in in the same boat, but where you're like, I I can't say no because I don't know when it ends. So I have to say yes, I can do it, but at the same time, that means that the last remaining five hours of free time that I was going to have to
1: myself, like next Saturday, is gone. Dizzy. <laughs> like, oh, certainly. I, I haven't gotten quite like that. I'm I'm, I'm certainly turning aside or referring. um, yeah. Lots of business to 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 other peoples. Um, absolutely, but um, uh, uh, I think um, well, I think the wariness around the paid market is easing substantially. Um, I think Google's doing quite a bit to make uh, working in the paid market quite easier. Uh, we'll get to that, in, I think, in a few minutes of the show. But um, mm-hmm. I see a lot, I do see money, more money moving into uh, back into paid. Mm-hmm. But um, at the beginning, people weren't going to make bets on paid when they didn't know where the world was going next. And once you start the SEO journey, it's awfully hard to stop it. Uh, it makes no sense. Once you've already invested, you don't de-invest right. in it.
2: Right. Well, and that, that journey into paid, I mean, for anybody who remembers, and I think we talked about it last week, the Google's Q4 report. <laughs> um, yeah. People have gone back into paid. I think uh, it was like 60 something billion dollars or something like up 30 something percent. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was like massive, massive growth year over year. Um, of course, part of that'll be like, it sort of like tanked a little bit. I mean, for them, tanking is less growth, right? Like it's a weird in- one where it's like it was down, but it was only down off with the like massive, like multiples of growth <laughs> that they were on. And now they're sort of catching up to where they maybe
1: would have been had the, the mm-hmm. pandemic not not happened. But you've um, often complained about the completely weird, and absurd valuations in the tech world, like just, <laughs> just how st- stupid things get. Google, I, I remember Google is one of the first companies. This had to be back in like 2006 or something that taught us a lesson when they grew. They put demonstrable growth, but they still lost um, value, lost lost mark, or uh, uh, <laughs> they they missed the uh, uh, the analyst call. The analysts expected more from them, and so investors walked away, even though they had posted like a huge amount of growth. They they made a whole bunch of money. And I think that was that was one of the one of the points where um, everything started to twist, like you know, metal in the, in an ice storm or something.
2: Yeah, and it, and I remember the event you're talking about. I remember how humorous I found it at the time, where I was just like, "It's really the only company." No, I understand enough about that side of economics to go. We're 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 betting our money on this happening, and if something less happens, then it's yeah. worth less than we were gambling on it being worth. Um, and I'm, you know, just referring to playing that side of the stock market. That's sort of like day trading S kind of stock trading. So I view that more as, as gambling. It's not good or bad. It's just, it is gambling. It is how it works. The, yeah. You're betting on quarterly reports or something instead of, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. and the, 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 the answer there, by the way, for, for, for listeners is the halftime show is going to win. The Super but yeah, I, I, and I still find it kind of interesting. Um, now, I go back to like when you and I were starting this show, like sort of 2006, Dave, who didn't actually understand enough because the industry was actually fairly young. Like, I mean, I mean, the tech industry. I don't even just mean like SEO is an industry, but like tech, like everything. Even Microsoft, more time has passed than like Microsoft had been around, I think like, or very close anyway. Like it it was, it was really, really tight. And the internet was, was just sort of becoming like a, a regularly used thing. Now watching say the likes of Google and going, Oh, I, I sort of, I get your valuation back then because you were worth that. Like now, like by standard measures by like, if Ford did the same thing, like just like people build a thing and it actually has a tangible value, sort of like valuation of like based on your productivity. Um, you're sort of gambling on the future in that one, but in like a more, I guess that's not really gambling if you think a company's going to do that well, or it is, but it's, it's less than like, say, day trading and quarterly report trading. But, um, you know, watching sort of how Google evolved or, or how Shopify is, is a great example too. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm starting, like, I understand the valuations a little more. I think some of them are, but still very inflated where it's like, oh, I don't know what people are seeing in that, but that's more a, I guess, take on things. I I sort of do understand a little more some of the valuations. I think the bubble has to burst still, but I do understand a little more um, where because I've seen companies now cross like where I thought something was an absurd valuation and then I watched them five years later cross that. And it's like, (laughs) oh, okay, you're actually producing now what it would have taken you five years ago and you're still growing. So people five
1: years ago were gambling on six years from now you. Sort of, sort of thing. Long as you keep delivering, now, not a cool thing mm-hmm. about Google. Um, they did that. They did that. Was it a twenty or thirty to one split last week? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think now they think that kicks in. Like, it still has to pass some, some like.
1: Oh, even, it's on their books, and that's yeah. for. The, for the, they're splitting their stock. They are making so much money. Their value is increasing <laughs> so rapidly that the smartest thing for them to do. The smartest thing economically, both both for their shareholders and to continue increasing the value of those shares, is to split the stocks into something that the average person can afford again. Mm-hmm. Thinking of uh, bets, you know, treating treating uh, Wall Street or 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 the the, the horse races, um, uh, Wall Street like the horse races. Um, this is a career bet. People in the SEO and PPC have been made on made on something like Google, and that's a good indicator. Damn good lead indicator. Um, now, back in 2006, and I mean, we were all much younger, and Google was much younger, people using the web were much younger. And well, at least the old the old edge of people using the web was much younger um, yeah. back then. Today, you might notice larger fonts in your query bar, <laughs> and that's because Google appreciates you, Dave and appreciates me it appreciates us because we are the lead demographic now. That's why you hear all those 80s and 90s dudes and commercials and why the halftime show is going to be so damn amazing because we are the demographic. So that's why the fought in Google uh, search query bar is just a little bit larger now because finally, screw you, boomers, we're important. <laughs>
2: We probably are a pretty heavy user base of them. And I think like, you know, I've got a camera, right? And they,
1: they've seen me on my phone. They're like, yeah, he wears glasses. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, Google's testing. Um, I don't know if it's going to stay or not, but if you do see the fonts um, jumping around on your, on your monitor um, when you're when you doing a Google search, the size of the font, um, it's not the microdosing; It's Google's experiment. <laughs> um, this one was really cool. Chrome journeys have you have, did you hear about yeah. a, a, a new add-on you can add to I think it's kind of neat um, used to be that you had to remember how you got from point a to point B you yeah use a bunch of information in between Chrome's gonna make it easy to follow your own personal journey through a website um five bucks says I get introduced in a much grander term uh, way to uh, search console like six months from now
2: I, what did you think of it? Like when it first came like, okay, let's, let's go with two versions of Jim. Jim reads the title and we've all made decisions based on a title. It's, it's why like heck Twitter's just littered with it. And I've been as Mm -hmm. as guilty as anybody else. So there's that version of me when I read a title. Um, and then there's the version of me when I actually like dove in and figured out what it was like, actually like read the article and then and then they're right up what, what was your did you have two different views of of what it was before and after you sort of like understood what it what it was meaning to do often where
1: are you going with this
2: oh no i was wondering on this story specifically because on this one at first i was like Ugh. <laughs> like i just i instinctively thought like as soon as i see google do anything with with chrome my, my initial thought was like just don't just like it's a browser Leave me alone. <laughs> just just let it be my browser, right? Like, that's that was my instinctive. Like, I didn't oh, really know what they were talking it's about. So it's your like,
1: browser, just,
2: just silly. leave me alone. Um, like, let that's me really let not, it be what I want it to be. Uh, but then I read into it, and I'm like, oh, they've actually got, like, a lot of functionality. And, and the write-up over at SE Roundtable was good. Um, but then following the link further over to the um, write-up that they did about it. Um, it's, it's very, very interesting letting you like sort of take your journey, but then they're also adding in like custom or or capabilities into Chrome itself, where you can just type in like, you know, all those things that we have to do when you want to go into setting and it's like Chrome colon, but like, or whatever, like you're, you're putting in these like complicated things (laughs) like into like complicated, like, heck. I still have to like look them up to go, Oh yeah. Right. How do I do that directly through like the address bar? Now you can just have like share this tab is one of the options or like view your chrome history or like one of their examples play chrome dino game right like you can just now start to put these commands directly in there and chrome will understand that it's you asking chrome not you asking google which that i find um kind of interesting um as well so um so there's just some neat neat functionality but when i first saw it i did have this instinctive like i don't like this like <laughs> just whatever it is it's my browser and i'll put an extension if i wanted to do something different just leave me alone. Um, but then I, when I read in a little deeper, I'm like, Oh, this is like, it's like a perfect thing. It's like just adding a functionality that doesn't detract from any functionality that I had and doesn't get in my
1: way if I don't want it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was, again, I it, was actually pretty pleased with it.
1: The cool, the first thing, um, I thought of when I when I, when I saw this and then why well, I was curious where you, where you were going, uh, with, with your lead in, um, was I'm you know, like 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 anyone who's working in the uh e space, I'm absolutely fascinated with the user journey. Yeah. Now, a user goes into into a page at a landing page, does a whole bunch of stuff, decides to convert or not convert, and leaves again. That's neat. I mean there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens in there and decisions that are made and and my first thought was, oh, uh, so Google Chrome is going to help us figure this out. No, it's going to help me figure out my journey through, um, you know, different, different information threads. Um, but like, as you said, just let my browser be my browser. You can't really do that with uh, Google Chrome because it's not your browser. That's true. That's, that's pretty, very true. Google's pretty explicit that this isn't a browser. This is a platform. And it's our platform, and you're using it. And everything you do while using it is kind of like um, running around our property.
2: Right. Um, All your data are belong to us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's a different relationship than um, I think other bra- – well, um, I, you know what? I honestly I, – I, I don't know if Microsoft or um, Safari are – if Edge or Safari are collecting the sheer amounts of data that Chrome collects. Right. I don't believe they are. But they might be. I honestly, I don't know. But I do think it's a different relationship when you're on Chrome.
2: Yeah, well, and they can't because they don't have as many, like, what Google collects from the fact that I wander around with an Android (laughs) is... Is astronomical, I'm 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 sure. One of the things I'm really interested about that I, I am just thinking about while I was like looking through the this sort of story, like you know, I pulled up the page to look at it, and suddenly it occurs to me, and I'll be interested to know if somebody can automate it, but I'm gonna try and do this manually a couple of times. Is what if I go to like look through the analytics of a site that I'm working on, do a path that's very, very common to to the average user, and then go back into my history and go. When Google goes recommended searches, what do they think are my recommended searches based on on what I'm doing? That's replicating what my user is doing. Like, if what would Google think my user's next best thing would be? Um, and that that might yield some some interesting information. I'll by next week. I'll have done that to uh, at least you know a couple dozen. Um, different sort of like flows through the site. And I'll, I'll get back as to whether it yields any interesting information, but it's like, great. Right, I can actually not just be me, but I can go through a site as somebody else or, or go through a process as somebody else and then go and see what Google makes of that.
1: Don't um, forget to uh, to try to emulate the same results in the mobile environment too, right?
2: Right. Oh yeah.
1: No, seriously. Um, Google in in search console, you are now able to get um unique desktop and mobile um, environment. uh results and, and and measurements of the, the healthier site that hasn't ported over into um google analytics as a default you can still um use secondary settings to isolate traffic from here traffic from there this this that aspect or whatever but um there's no like one click easy uh segmentation that that i'm aware of in, in analytics yet but in a uh, 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 uh Search Console, there's, it's almost like Google is recognizing there's absolutely two environments that they're playing in, and the mobile first thing, and assuming everything was going to be mobile, um, might have been a um, mistake. Do you get that feeling? Like Google's not said that outwards, outwards at all yet. But do you think they're conceding a bit on that? I think, yeah, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> everything will be run through the mobile environment eventually. It's inevitable. Yeah. Everything yeah. must get smaller. It has to work that way. Yeah. Um, how the mobile environment outputs later, like like how these little teeny computers in our pockets output information and how we relate to that. And this is where, where Brasco, our producer, really badly wants us to start talking about the metaverse. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. I Everybody, mean, like, 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 we're we're goofy not to be immersed in the metaverse given, but the whole thing is what's it going to be, you know, like, like what direction do you choose to research yet?
2: Well, I- indeed. And I mean, it is one of those things. It's funny. I was just watching the matrix. Um, and it wasn't the, like the, we went through the whole series and then watch number four and it's not that one, but it made me think of, of other um, movies where you, know, you would see that all of a sudden now they need to to hack something and, and they're like tapping on like this invisible wall in front of them and and you know, know. basically
1: this is <laughs> sort of faux
2: metaverse sort of comes up. But while I think that's kind of ridiculous, like, no, you're not gonna have this like combination <laughs> lock sort of floating in the air, like that just doesn't make sense. Um
1: well, how about that minority? Is the report? next
2: logical step to what's sort of going on is a much more immersive. Environment mm-hmm. like, why would I actually be sitting here with three monitors, a widescreen monitor? Like, why do I have all this stuff when just, be just a it? pair of glasses could cover the same thing if it was high enough resolution? Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think that is the the direction. And I think Brasco is 100% right. Because he, I, I know what you're talking about. And he keeps like sort of sending us little things like we should, we should talk about that is 100% right. Because it is the next natural This is what we're giving
1: you a hit. Talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it's, it's we're, yeah, it's the next step. And i um, you know, I promised Jim Boykin next time we interviewed him next time we had him on the show, we would be doing it, um, in a uh, in a ninja's environment like he's, he's he's recreated the uh SEO ninja's uh worldscape um and uh, yeah I promised him that we would meet in there so yeah perhaps we uh <laughs> perhaps we will I I um, hope to and something that I'm actually
2: surprised I like, guess as, as we're talking about it is I, I don't know if you remember we've, we've talked about it in the past Google cardboard it's like just a simple like cardboard costs like six, bucks. you can make it yourself if you want. It's <laughs> just a little like device and you put your phone into it and now you can like view things in 3D. I've, I'm still surprised that didn't, that concept didn't in some way take off. I use it all the time. I make cardboards all the time because it's a great way to go like, I want to remember this spot and it captures the sound and you can look in like 360 degrees and sort of see everything that was was going on at the time. And it's a little, I mean, it's not, it doesn't look real but it, it's a much more immersive thing. I, I'm. astronomical, low barrier to entry. We all have the device to do it.
1: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy to use site management tools and powerful do it your way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
0: For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose Clevertap. Clevertap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony. Trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long term revenue growth. Learn more at clevertap.com. That's clevertap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami Day College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next. Favorite author, let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award winning novelists Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Herlansky. Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag MiamiBookFair 2022.
2: We just need a like $6 piece of cardboard with like a couple screens in it. But uh, Um, Google. Yeah.
1: Marketing. Yeah. I yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> just didn't work. Um, Google serviette—that's um, yeah. where they write their marketing ideas on, but they keep forgetting <laughs> them and throwing them out with the with the with, with the cutlery. Um, okay, happy, happy, joy, joy. I think it's the best lead into more messages for webmasters yeah. from Google Search Console. If you notice the messages Google sends you, like like uh, their updates on your website are just the happiest, most optimistic things they could send you. You had five visitors last month, an increase of two hundred percent. You're a winner. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, so so there's going to be more messages coming from the Search Console and more advice on how to deal with stuff. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy when i read google stuff telling me how good my, my 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 clients are doing while i'm looking at them going you could be doing so much better right like yeah. seriously i, I don't and like knowing your messages. clients
2: probably getting that same email from google going good job uh <laughs> that's true <laughs> uh, no it is like i, I am all it's funny because i did a tongue-in-cheek like when i'd seen it i, I tweeted about going oh goody more more messages right <laughs> like, but it's, it's probably one of the few channels that i'm like yeah, give me give me everything you got, right? Like it's like Google telling me about my website. Just I'll, I'd happily filter through nine useless things to catch one useful. So that
1: is true. <laughs> Although, when again, when they were extracting the very most optimistic stats from any given report, um, from any, any any Google Analytics report, it's just it gets you know, yeah, um, a little uh, hollow.
2: That. <laughs> That is, is valid. And, you know, on the topic of Search Console, just a PSA mm-hmm. for, for our, our listening audience. And this is going back to last week, but then the announcement just came out a, a few days ago um, that data between the first and third, um, uh, yeah. they had a, a, an issue with performance uh, reports. Data didn't impact your rankings. Like if you see things going up or down or whatever in there, uh, it didn't actually impact your rankings. They just had a... a a problem with their data, and so if you didn't notice that, like that's like a little alert that's that's
1: no. in there, it's You'll you, see it's a them. notation. Um, there, there yeah. was a I saw a notation uh, was created in in Search Console accounts. Yeah, and and thank goodness, right? Like it's just
2: it's great that they that they do that, um, and uh, yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that because we were on the topic of Search Console, and I'm like, oh yeah, right. We should let people know just in case they they happen to now be going back to Search Console to see what we're talking about. Um, they they won't panic when they see that. Although in retrospect, because we're now so far past, they'd be like, "Oh well,
1: I tanked and then I'm okay," <laughs> like or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, uh, well, something you said. Um, you would look at you will look at um, messages from Google. You'll look at like ten of them, knowing that nine of them are are probably you know, silly garbage, but one of them might be a, a little gem of information that's important mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. John Mueller um, gave out a little piece of that information the other day in one of his responses to uh, what, what seems like a really innocuous question. It was on uh, on product reviews, and um, some, somebody asked, you know, um, what are the best ways to, 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 for Google for, for me to do a product review? And, and one of John's answers was use original photos. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the reason he said use original photos was really interesting. He said because because a Google algorithm update is rewarding deep research uh content. Mm. See, I didn't read that, and that's one of the most interesting things I could have read this week. It was in Search Engine Journal the other day. Let I me mean, just gonna I was gonna pull the article up just uh, just a sec here. Um it was search a search engine journal piece. Um Written by Matt Southern, uh, published on February 8th, so uh, two days ago. Um, Google rolled out an algorithm update last year that's designed to reward product reviews with in-depth, first-hand research to benefit from that, uh, to, to use unique content uh, beyond what was available from the manufacturer. Now, that's in the realm of, of product research, but Take that a step further to the content that, that you're writing or creating for your clients. Um, uh, uh, I think John said, we will reward you for taking that extra step. He certainly will in, the, in, in, in product reviews.
2: And doesn't that just synchronize with everything they keep telling us? Like, I mean, they they have... Like, Again, I'm, I'm just going to note this for listeners who might not have heard us say it a hundred times, EAT isn't a ranking factor, but <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to pull from that and go, they are building ranking factors based on some of the signals that they would get, and that happens to relate to expertise, authority, and, and trustworthiness, um, this is how you send those signals, right? Like this, this is how you go, I have something that a user hasn't seen somewhere else. This is how you differentiate what you have. Um, and, and what you're offering from somebody else. It's it's one of the reasons, in my opinion, that Amazon does so incredibly strongly. They do have some manufacturer stuff. And heck, you need the manufacturer stuff. When we've got like the the length, width and height and weight of a device does not change just because Amazon wrote it. <laughs> right? Like it, This is just stock stuff. Like it, it needs to be there. But then allowing all of these reviews, allowing photos to be added in there of the product and like allowing all of that is what elevates it and goes, oh, okay, this is where you, you actually get this. If we don't provide that, if we're just like, well, here's a photo that I found describing the exact same thing I'm talking about. Let's just drop that in there. And I'm just going to regurgitate what I've read on Wikipedia. Why what, Why would I possibly want to go to you? And, and that's why would Google care? Now, what I don't know is how is how good is Google at doing that? Um, at differentiating between these two things? I mean, stock photos, that's easy enough. Um, but uh, but
1: you know how how good are they with the with the content side?
3: Well, they've kind
1: of built their business on um, adjudicating content for uh, I don't know at least twenty years. Um, I think they, they think it kind of seriously. Forty five years now, they think it kind of seriously. Um, I think I think I think they can. Um, they how to say it? Google can't um, tell what is fake and what is not fake, although they can. Um, but they can't, you know how you can't say with 100% accuracy mathematically that the sun's going to rise tomorrow morning. Right. Right. I mean, you can, because the sun is going to rise tomorrow morning, even on a cloudy day, the sun is still rising, but mathematically, you just can't say that, right? That's Cause she's getting comfortable saying it. Um, that's what I mean when I say Google can suss out what is, what is verifiable and not verifiable. Um, it can, but you can't say that it does with hundred percent accuracy. Um, right. But it's pretty damn good. And there's so many signals that 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 it can grab onto. Um, say this is this has merit, this is probably silliness. Um, it doesn't judge the information if somebody's looking for it, but Google knows. Google still serves up conspiracy theory, but uh, silliness.
2: Well, and I I don't blame them. It's funny. A a few days ago, well, not funny, um, but a a few days ago, uh, a friend of mine that I I work with, Ivan, um, had put out what's one of my favorite machine learning pieces. He was playing around with GPT-3, wanted to do an experiment on it. Let's get it to write Doctor Who summaries. (laughs) Let's get it to read the entire episode, crawl the web come up with a summary of itself now i don't know every doctor who episode i've I've watched many of them but i don't know them all now he does so he was able to detect which one's false really really fast but put me through it and i was looking to see which woman i got probably about half of them wrong i did not Uh know which one was right that's just odds there were only two choices (laughs) so that's just like coin toss
1: level um accuracy and, and this is a machine writing the content that you were judging
2: Right, based on having read the um, sort of script itself and then um, training itself on some other descriptions of that episode and then just creating one for itself.
1: That's um, a really, you know, your, your friend Ivan, if, if, uh, if, if, if they could publish that experiment or experiments like that to the web and then throw ads around it, they'd make a million dollars. <laughs> because I know I do. I I'd spend all day on a site like that seeing seeing how messy my perceptions are against uh, against the machine learning uh, absolutely
2: well i will mention that to him
1: okay well i want five bucks i want five bucks a day just like wordle um okay where are we going next um the uh google apis google ad api um google's introducing a new uh programming interface for uh People who work in the ad world's world accept your AdWords API itself. The old, the old API is um, expiring April twenty April 2022, so real soon. Google Ads API 10.0 is out. Um, amazing increase in functionality and information that Google gives you. Um, there's a, a piece, and Barry's uh, SEO roundtable. Um, if uh, you're using the old API and you weren't aware that it's about to expire, <laughs> it's about to expire. Good heads up. Um, yeah, I guess I'm lucky. Most of the
2: API um, like connections that I use uh, with ads are just related to like, pulling data into like Data Studio or something. Right. Like I don't use it to push or make mm-hmm. changes. I just use it to um, you know, through tools and, and other tools. So I'm lucky. I have nothing to do. I just have to count on all of the providers, <laughs> like supermetrics and stuff, to keep up on these changes and and which I'm sure they are. Um and make sure I have a little plug for supermetrics there. Now everybody knows I use supermetrics. Um you know making sure that uh, those connections are in place for me. But uh yeah. Anyway, I, I did, I did sort of scan through that list. I'm like, wow. Um, you know, and, and as we were discussing, I think it was last week, they just added in performance max, um, you know, into, into what can be, be retrieved and, and into some of the other interfaces and the, the reporting systems, um, like just front facing right through their, their regular interface. So I, I clearly they're trying to become a, make it easier to become more transparent. Um, you know, while they're doing more and more in a black box, but at least they're showing us which black box is doing better than another more
1: easily. Um, Indeed, uh, this black box will make it easier for you to work here, and this uh, platform will make it easier for you to use these black boxes. <laughs> um, ultimately, did, most people who uh, who 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 say built a website in Wix or even WordPress don't know how Wix or WordPress built their website. Right. They just know that they did this, this, and this, and use it like a word processor, and follow the instructions, and all of that, and a website was put together somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, you know what? Let me let, let me let me retract that. Uh, there's, there's, a of, there's a lot of technical stuff that goes into building a website. Um, uh, uh, I remember when we used to build them by hand or um, using Reedy. Crappy CMSs like uh, um, Acrobat and stuff, um, or uh, Go Live or whatever. That's what this reminds me of, though. It's making it much easier for people to participate in what used to be a rather complex environment.
2: Yeah, and one of the things that I like about it as well, like not only is it easier for people to use it, um, but it's easier for managers to report it right? Like the more they can pump in through their API, the easier it is to go, okay, here's one place. Like when all of a sudden we can access all of the data through performance max more easily. It's like, okay, great. Now we can just include that in, in Data Studio. Um, so that now that the client just says one place, like Data Studio, I use, like you can do like a monthly scheduled export PDF that, that gets emailed, right? Like it's a great thing to actually just use for reporting. So making all that for managers a lot easier, I, I think is a, is a big perk as well. I um, mean, not, not to mention that like now all the tools like pe- for people who use like a, a lot of the tools to, to simplify their lives, um, what we'll, we'll be able to do a lot to, a lot more with it. So um, yeah, I think it's good for, for managers and just people who want to do stuff.
1: And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to mention that. One of the first things that we learned you, you and I both under the tutelage of Ross done was reports are everything. Reporting is is, 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 is the uh, gold of um, your SEO career. It's what keeps you going. Yeah. And I always forget that because I like doing the work. I love doing the work. Right. Um, I don't like taking the time to, um, you know, explain it.
3: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I mean, I do. I do, but it just takes so much time. And uh, uh, anything that builds reports for you that gets the data together in a presentable manner so that you don't got to do it yourself. Cause remember the, remember, you remember the early days where you actually had to build reports yourself? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, we're looking at two or three hours per client per month. Yeah. Just in telling them what's going on. Yeah. And um, now you can just do it. Like I
2: just have them like auto send. And then I follow it up with an email and go, Oh, um, by the way, like here's, here's some context. Like, but now I'm just providing the context, which I think is, is, Huge! It's exactly what you are talking about. Like of that three hours, about fifteen minutes was put in context. <laughs> the rest of it, because you know the context off the top of your head, you did all the work. It's actually diving in and going, okay. Here's a screenshot of this. Here's a screenshot of that. Here's like, you know, it's it, it's great. Um, So if if I can, I yes. need to defer it. because I feel sometimes I feel sorry for Google people, and that happened twice this week. Um, that I that I was just like. Oh, I can I can hear the sadness in your tweet. <laughs> like I can I can actually hear how sad you are um, from having to say this on Reddit, right, or <laughs> whatever it is. So that happened to us twice this week. So interesting questions that got asked. Um, one of which, and and John was even surprised with some of the information he found out when I tweeted this one out. Going, this is kind of sad. Was um, Google's had to let people know this was two days ago. Code to text ratio is not and has never been an SEO ranking factor. Like uh,
1: I saw that. Yeah, what I the... was like,
2: oh, <laughs> what, what, who, when? Uh, like, I do get, and it's funny because somebody came in going in their defense, in defense of the asker, it is in a lot of tools, right? And that's true. And then John was like, which tools? Like, <laughs> okay. but I do understand that because I do sometimes look at it and go. If the the ratio is too far off, it's not a ranking factor. But I need to really look at how much code it's taking to produce, like to put that content on a page. Like, is
1: it an elegance thing? Maybe they're judging quality by.
2: by, I'm I'm not sure what the idea behind that would be, uh, but that's that's a new one. Um, And then, John, yesterday, (laughs) like so, one day later. Links with UTM parameters, so you know it. UTM parameters, right? Like this is just how you go, you know, source, channel, content yeah. right? <laughs> are not by default paid links. I'm like, I don't even know how you would think that. <laughs> like if you understand UTM parameters, like clearly you don't understand UTM parameters to be asking. And I'm not trying to dig at the asker. I'm not going to mention who was. Um, but it's just like, before we ask questions, we should do just... Not just try and look up the direct answer, but go, maybe I actually need to understand the technology I'm talking about. Like maybe I need to go, what's a UTM parameter? <laughs> and if you that just went polite, to a UTM it? like generator, you'd actually end up <laughs> with an answer. Yeah.
1: again, it would, be, it would be polite of people to do that before asking the question.
2: Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I could just, only- again, like just see John. So go, Well, that that depends if you have like, you know, Medium is CPC, then yes, it is. But if the medium is organic, then then it's organic. (laughs) Like it's like like I don't and if it's nothing, then I assume it would just, I don't know, if it can't detect what it is, just spit it into direct or something, right? Like I I don't know what it would do if like you didn't have that in there and it doesn't know where it's from. I don't just dump it in there, but uh, it would treat it as same as any unknown content. It wouldn't go, oh well, it had a UTM parameter for this, so it must be paid. Like I, I just don't understand. Like I use UTM parameters all the time, though, on all sorts oh, of different like I should emails. Indeed,
1: uh, so. of, course, of course, you do. Like, and yeah. you know, some, some some content management systems just add them, as, as, as or some analytics systems just add them to to make tracking possible. Um, <laughs> it's uh, that's it's, it's mind blowing. That like questions like this. Yeah, I just dude, really good dude. confession time, dude. <laughs> when you're like on Facebook or something, eh? and you're copying and pasting a link, do you sometimes cut off the uh, UTM code just to spite the other guy? (laughs) I know I do. I feel bad about it. You know,
2: sometimes I do, but also sometimes I'll strip it out to do a favor. Um, Like, because if if sometimes, like I I get a feed, right? Where it's like, and it's from like, I don't know, search engine journal is part of like the feed that I look at to stay up on news. Well, they've added in their parameter, but it's related to the RSS feed. But now I'm sharing it on Twitter. So, I've actually oh, removed yeah, they, it often in those cases to go, oh, okay, you're going to misattribute this to the wrong thing. So, I'll strip that out so that you just get the regular UTM parameters that you would from my Twitter
1: um, stream. So. I was just doing it to thwart tracking. I was yeah. Well, that, that's that. fair. There
2: are times that I'll tack on UTM parameters onto like redirects that I've like bought, that I'll like domains I bought that I'll redirect to somebody and just have like Dave is being a pain in the butt, right? Like, <laughs> <to the laughs> UTM those, parameters. Actually.
1: So. I've seen those. Um, okay, we are rounding the corner. We've uh, got probably five minutes left. Um, if you're over at Search Engine Journal, Christopher Jones wrote an uh, article on SEO for Amazon. Um, if Christopher Jones writes it, says it, implies it, or even looks at it in a weird way, stop and notice, because Chris really knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I haven't
2: read it yet. I just found out about it 15 seconds ago.
1: Um
2: but take a look. like I'm not even doing do like do Amazon, but I'll I'll go and read it because
1: uh, yeah, indeed. I eh? was just thinking the same thing. I never spent time on Amazon. I kind of resent the existence of Amazon to begin with. But Chris Jones wrote it, so I'm going to go read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here's another one um, up the uh, up the same creek that you just traveled. Dates in title tags don't make a difference. Google don't care. Doesn't not going to help you. Not going to hurt you. Probably got to make your title tag longer than it's going to be completely read or displayed on a search engine result, but at the end of the day, don't make a huge difference. Similarly, and this one was neat actually. What if you're like uh, in a, publishing a news source, or you have a a, um, a page that tracks the stock, and the price of the stock is uh, the value is part of the title? That's what your 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 users mm. want to see in the top tab when they. Um, when they have a, multiple, a number of tabs open, so your title might even change numerous times a day. Is that going to screw up your SEO efforts? <laughs> Mueller answered this question, and is it, this that was a good question? That's that a is a question. really good question. No, it won't, because your SEO efforts are a snapshot in time. Um, Google is checking its cache of the web, not the live web. It you may not have strong results for the exact phrase, including the valuation as it was at that snapshot point. But no, it's not going to screw up your SEO at all. It's, it's and not.
2: hopefully that person that's doing it with their stock numbers is not seeing it up in their like top monitor like I have and going, oh, it's that, and then buying it without looking <laughs>
1: fresh <laughs> on the page. Be aware um, if it's appearing in a top tab, or in a tab on a browser, it's a title tag, not um, an actual <laughs> indice. Um, just, yeah, um, that never occurred to me. What else? We got a couple of minutes. I can think we got time for one more. Um, I, I know that we have a hard stop in the studio at, at the top of the hour. Um, what else do we got here?
2: Well, I'll, I'll do a fun one. that's like yeah. sort of in my wheelhouse um, to, to sort of end us on over at Google AI shocking. A couple of days ago, they launched what I think is just like a a perfect next logical step in robotics. Um, And basically they're training models now um, to teach robots, not how to follow a set of instructions, but to watch a human being do a task and then complete that task based on their own unique physiology, like grabbing a handful of pencils. I have five, well, four fingers and a thumb. Now, a robot with just two pinchers is going to do it different, but understand what the task is and then figure out the best way to do it. This is the first time that's happened. But I think it moves robotic training now from just the the sort of realm of scientists and and roboticists and machine learning engineers onto, okay, they need to get the software in there, but now I can teach it how to do dishes, right, in in like my house and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's still first level technology, but that was a big leap forward that I think we'll be talking about. Uh, probably a couple of years from now as it, uh, as it evolves.
1: Absolutely. Especially if, if, if we're doing it in the metaverse. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's, phenomenal. that's, that's my mind goes to, I, I actually don't even know what to say next because my mind has gone to three or four different places at okay. the same time. That's, that's, that's phenomenal. It um, is. And
2: fortunately it's okay to be, it's okay to be, to be stuck
1: because we've got to close out. We do. Um, I just, it, it, my very first thought on that was the game of hockey is going to change in phenomenal and most interesting ways because of stuff just like that. We got to go. Um, we are at the top of the hour. This is an absolute hard stop in our studio. So, friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WMR.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Weights and Elite SEO, of Weights and Bias, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around uh, WMR.FM and go and get yourself vaccinated. And by the way, you freedom idiots, get off those damn bridges. You're not protecting anybody's freedoms, you're just being dummies. Stay well. We'll talk to you next week
0: expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent
3: is prohibited.